0: The <laughs> Hello, welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. Very exciting to have Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise alum, Kendall Long, on the podcast today. We talk about the whole experience of her going from being a set dresser uh, in the art department here in Los Angeles to deciding on a whim to apply for The Bachelor to um, getting into a very public relationship in Bachelor in Paradise. We also talk about her love of taxidermy and the misconceptions around it and of course we talk about her brand new book Just Curious A Notebook of Questions which can help anyone out there if you're looking to get to know anyone a little bit better. This book has all of the questions that you didn't even know that maybe you should be asking so please enjoy this episode of Not Too Deep with Kendall Long. (laughs) Kendall, thank you so much for being here. I'm thank so excited to talk to you. Um, first, congratulations.
1: I saw a tail going by the um, screen. <laughs> that's Pistachio. Pistachio is my little uh, weenie dog. <laughs> so
0: I've seen the gram and Pistachio is a great grammar. Very, oh, very cute.
1: He's very photogenic. Um, so, so yes, he's always, uh, he's always there. He's a little that's, buddy. How did Pistachio come into your life? Um, I rescued him in January from an organization called Bunny's Buddies that rescues oh. from Korea. Cool. So um, he took a sixteen-hour flight, and uh, yeah, now he's an American citizen. Wow, <laughs> very
0: cool, and also at the right time before the pandemic, before quarantine. Right, I didn't even plan it. I was uh, I was like surprised that it actually worked so perfectly. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, so Kendall, I have a lot to talk to you about. Uh, let's start before Bachelor let's start before all of this began because we've had a couple people from the the franchise on the podcast and I'm always fascinated about how you ended up auditioning or talking to someone that got you into the show so what was life like before <laughs> The Bachelor
1: um life before the Bachelor I was in the art department of film and television so I was behind the cool. camera um, okay. I was doing creative directing set dressing, and um, so, yeah, I literally was on set all the time. And so mm. by the time I was bachelor, um, it was so interesting to like, be in front of the camera. It almost felt like I was just working and I was right. on set. Yeah.
0: So, OK, that's interesting to me. So you worked in set dressing. So uh, one of the tropes of The Bachelor is, you know, an abundance of candles and rose petals yeah. and flowers. When you were on the show, did you ever take note? Did you ever move things around? Did you ever try to give notes on the set? totally
1: did I totally really? did um, yeah so it was so funny because I um when people would mess the food or some of the props I would I would find myself putting them back and fixing them <laughs> just for continuity's sake yeah yeah, yeah. so it was so hilarious Becca Martinez on one of our dates um mm-hmm. and there was like this really cute charcuterie plate um out sitting out there and she turned all yeah. the crackers and almonds into like this weird hand thing uh-huh. and I came back and I was like you're not supposed to do that like it's supposed to be a weird hand so, I mean I definitely would like my little like type a fixing personality oh. is definitely placed there yeah that's <laughs> great and they're like she's a
0: mole she works on the yeah. crew she must yeah, she's infiltrating fine exactly
1: you help but feel that when you're on there you're like who's the plant?" and then you realize everyone's just normal and uh you know yeah okay
0: so did you watch the show so you're you're working in the entertainment industry how do you are you watching the show did you did you see like an open call did someone reach out to you
1: so I definitely saw the show before. Um, I used to watch mm-hmm. it with my mom and sister all the time. And yeah. um, I actually hadn't watched it in a while because I was in college and I, um, I didn't have a TV, um, mm-hmm. as most students don't. And so yep. um, when I, I, was, I actually came back to house at my parents' place when they were out of town. Mm-hmm. And um, we were watching Bachelorette nostalgically. We were watching Rachel Lindsay's season. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then um, it comes up, the whole casting call. And my sister said mm-hmm. like, definitely do it. I was like, oh, I would never do that. I feel like we all kind of like have like this pride thing of like, oh, I would never do that. Um, sure. and, then, and then I had a couple glasses of wine and I was like, in the <laughs> door, like filling out the uh, questionnaire. And, um, I think I said, I'm a ukulele playing taxidermy collecting twin. And they're like, there's our weirdo. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they were like,
0: that's so fascinating because I do have a like skepticism about those title screens that come up that says like if you're interested in finding love I'm like this has to be bullshit there's no way that this is just how you do it you just blindly send in something but you did
1: yeah that's what I did I sent it in and it was pretty easy from there they just um I just did a bunch of interviews and met all the producers and I really liked all of them and um it just seemed like a really fun experience and I was like why not did you have to submit uh an audition tape no, I actually lived really close to the office. So oh. I just it was like literally ten dri- ten minute drive and oh. yeah, it was so convenient. I mean I already lived in LA, so the perfect. So I'm sure you checked a lot of boxes for the show in general. Yeah. This girl is <laughs> right there. It's easy. So um so yeah, I know that there's a lot of people that do have videos and there's like open casting calls and stuff
0: right. like that. Interesting. Yeah. And so the sister you're talking about is your twin sister.
1: Yeah. My twin sister, Kylie.
0: <laughs> now, because you guys are twins and because you know the resemblance is there and you're going on a national television show, did she have any reservations about how that would affect her
1: world? Um, not really. She's very supportive the whole time. I think like as a twin, you feel like, oh, we're so different. No one's ever going to see us as the same person. Right. Um, I'm sorry. My dog is whining oh it's okay <laughs> sake, he's just like he's like give me attention mom oh i know um, that's literally my door is shut and my dog if i opened
0: it you just see her face staring like why is the door shut <laughs> i know <laughs>
1: um but yeah so my sister uh she was one that recommended i should go on so um she was supportive the entire time and it was funny because sometimes people would be like oh are you kendall but it's like oh no i'm her twin sister so that was definitely part of it but cool. she was very supportive. with it
0: now when you so you agree to do this you sign up is there how long before you like made the official yes before you actually go to set and are kind of like whisked away and sequestered
1: it's pretty quick I mean okay um, so they don't give you a chance
0: to overthink it
1: (laughs) no I mean I definitely did a lot of that um I think you do the first interview and there's like a a a bunch of interviews. So, Mm -hmm. um, they're kind of just narrowing it down. I'm sure there's just so many people who want to be on the show. So they have to really kind of figure out who's the best, who, what's the best group for the bachelor or bachelorette. Um, but I actually went on a trip to Spain in between the first interview and, um, the the last interview. Okay. So it was quite a while. Um, like maybe like a couple months, I would say. Um, and then with the, after the final interview, um, I almost missed it because it was the day that I came back from traveling. Um, yeah, I was just, and then two weeks later, I was just... Jeez. On. Yeah, so it's like, wait, wait, wait. And then now you're going. Okay,
0: yeah. That's wild. So when you get there, what's it like when you first get there? They give you all the things to bring and then you don't know anyone else. Do you meet all the other contestants
1: right away? Um, so you meet them the first night. So okay. yeah, so you're kind of sequestered in a hotel for a bit. Mm. and um you have a lot of time to think by yourself meet all the producers so yes you don't meet any of the girls until um the actual day okay and I was extremely intimidated um you go and you see like all these gorgeous women and they're all I mean for my season they're all just really intelligent Mm well-spoken um had their life together looked beautiful and so I just remember going in and being like I have no idea Like, <laughs> uh, how am i going to stand out because everyone here is like a 10. So oh, um, it must be the most
0: overwhelmingly intimidating experience. I can't even imagine.
1: Oh, yeah. And then you and then you get to know everybody and you become really close friends. And it was fortunate for our season that the girls were so close and we were so supportive of each other. Yeah, um, I think that was like one of the only seasons that I'd seen that the girls were like that. like like that supportive of each other during um, an instance that is so emotional. There's so much going on.
0: Oh, it's yeah, the, I mean, you're pitted against each other in so many ways that the unlikely story is that you become friends, and that's why yeah. it's so sweet to see that when it happens. The so now you're going in and you know that they've pegged you as like the quote weirdo or the, you know, person with a couple of interesting hobbies. Yes. Did you have a uh, a say in how your introduction went, how your like first night like uh no. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, I definitely did. I mean, I think they help you with ideas, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of relate to you and help you stand out. Um, for me, I just wanted to kind of go out of the limo and be just like be normal. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any sort of gimmick when I first came out um, because I feel like a lot of the stuff that happened later in the show would speak for itself. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, I have a lot of weird things going on. I don't, need, I don't need to like, you know, do something crazy in the beginning. Um Totally. But I did write a song for him. And I played that song for the first, for the first episode when I first met him.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, that whole environment, because you don't have your phone, right? You have no access to internet, to the outside world at all. I, you're really just trusting your instincts and your intentions constantly to be like, this is who I am. I'm portraying myself as myself. Yeah. If everything else is out of my hands. The, yeah. uh, as the season went on, what were some of the most interesting things for you? Was it like the friendships with the girls? Was it the the random travel that you guys were doing? Or was it just like the pure, like weight of the isolation of it all?
1: I think um, something that's really stuck with me from being on the show is that you learn so much about yourself in love. So Mm. um, you have no input from friends or family. Um, It's, pretty much just you figuring out this yeah. relationship. And I think that's some so foreign to so many people, especially uh, for me, it was because I was so used to the input of everyone that was so close to me in my life. Huh. Um, and it was the first time I was really just left to make up my own mind, um, yeah. which is so weird. We're, we're usually like, Oh, here's the guy that I'm dating and this is what he did with all of our friends. Um, right. so I think I really grew a lot with that. And yeah, I've
0: never um, thought about that perspective before that you really don't have the the go-tos that you would normally have in real life to be like what do you think about this or here's how this date went
1: Mm -hmm. wild Mm -hmm. how we feel about the person onto other people and it kind of helps us figure out how we feel Mm um based on like their reaction but yeah no i I didn't have that and i also i feel like with that i made so many leaps and bounds with finding what i truly wanted and who i truly wanted to be in a relationship Mm. um so that's something that, that I carried with me. Um, and also every day is unpredictable. You know, right. tomorrow you can be flying to Europe and you have no idea. Wow. Um, so that was, I really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. Because I feel like the people that aren't so um, comfortable with uncertainty, like that yeah. will come to the surface pretty quickly for yourself. And you'd have to Absolutely. confront that. Ooh. yeah. So you went from Bachelor to Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, how, what was like, was that immediately after how, what was the timeline on that?
1: Um, so we had our whole season that aired Mm -hmm. and then the guys filmed with Becca, her season. Um, and then the first episode aired and then we went to paradise. Wow. Okay. So you got to watch
0: the airing of your season with everyone. Okay. What was that experience like watching it back for the first time?
1: So weird watching yourself. First of all, hearing your voice is... So annoying, like when you first <laughs> notice, you're like, Do I really sound like that? Like, yeah. you know? and then you see like little quirks that you do, no one else notices, of course. But yeah, I was, I was it was so trippy looking back and seeing my like just watching myself, right? Um, but it was cool. I mean, it was an amazing experience, and I really enjoyed being able to share something that was s- such a crazy experience with people that were so close to me, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just a really fun, it was just kind of fun to to like see everything happen, you know? Yeah. And to make sure that they didn't make you the villain. at all, (laughs) Right. I was like, I I, I was in my mind. I was like, how, how would I ever be portrayed as a villain? You never know, but it literally just shows who you truly are. It's hard for them to make you something that you're not. Totally.
0: (laughs) Now, what was, uh, to say yes to Bachelor in Paradise, was that an easy decision?
1: Oh yeah. Very easy. I loved all the producers, and I loved um, everybody working on the show and people that I was with on the show. So for me, I I just saw it as like another fun adventure, and Mm. I was really excited about it. Cool.
0: Did so? You're going into Bachelor in Paradise, which is different than going into the Bachelor because you you're meeting people that you know from TV at the same time as you're meeting other people who are in the same like reality boat as you. Like, what was how was that for you walking into that having a little bit of experience of The Bachelor under your belt, but still a, a big unknown?
1: Um, it was it was interesting. I mean, because you you have so much experience, but it's such a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a bunch of girls going for one guy. It's equal guys, equal girls. We're all trying to figure out if we um, have a connection with anybody there. Right. So I felt like there was a little bit less pressure in that mm. sense. Um, I didn't feel like I had to make a connection with this one person or else I just, you know, why was I there? Um, There was always a chance to make a connection. And I got lucky in finding connection when I was there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I I almost felt like I so much more relaxed. I didn't feel as uptight. That's very cool.
0: And now, like, so you make a connection. You have a real life relationship after the show. That's a very public relationship after the show had you ever had anything that intense uh, before? I mean, I can't, I try to put myself in that position. That seems so wild to me. Like, uh,
1: just having so many different eyes on your relationship. Yeah. As much as it is just a relationship between you two, it it Mm -hmm. also feels like your family and friend group has expanded times a million, you know, so you have a lot of different perspectives and people who are looking out for you or don't think you're right for each other or just a lot of opinions. Um, I can't imagine like you must've gotten so many DMS and messages
0: from people just all over the place with inserting their opinions on things that were very
1: private. Completely, completely. I think it almost worked in the favor of our relationship because, um, we were able to establish trust so mu- so much quicker mm. and we really helped each other through a lot of the emotional ups and downs because there's yeah. a lot of amazing things and then there's a lot of stressful things that you never anticipated having to deal with yeah. so in that sense we really became like so much closer than any of the relationships i'd had in the past
0: hmm. I hadn't thought about that before. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, the Bachelor franchise and the new book that you have coming out, the new notebook. I'm so excited. So we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Not,
1: not, 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 not,
0: not Too Deep. What's Hi, friends. Grace Helbig here from the podcast Not Too Deep, which you are currently listening to, hosted by me, Grace Helbig. Just wanted to say a couple of things. One, thank you so much for listening. And two, if you are enjoying yourself to such a degree that you'd love to leave us a um, review on the Apple Store, that would be so appreciated. Because again, you are very appreciated for giving us your time, your ears, your attention, whatever it may be. Uh, And that was my couple of things. Now back to me, me. Okay, you to me, in looking at your social media, you have really mastered uh, influencing. In a way that I'm very, very impressed by because I'm so bad at it. But, oh, but you take, I feel like I'm so bad too. So it no, a lot of to <laughs> you take great photos. I feel like maybe there's something from your set dressing past that comes into your ability to take photos. Uh, oh. Do you have any tips or tricks for how you
1: handle your social media? Um, I think what I've learned is that the more you try to make posts just for your audience, mm-hmm. the more that your actual brand suffers. Um, mm. for me, I think the best thing was to just really showcase what I truly like. I, I was afraid yeah. for so long to show the taxidermy side of me because really? I felt like, yeah, I felt like, you know, there's a lot of scrutiny behind that people, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of people who care about animals and I do too, which is why I love taxidermy. Mm. But, um. I think that more so recently I've, I've learned to really celebrate that side of myself and to want to showcase things that I, that I love. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, and that's what all people want. All people want to do is just to kind of see you for who you genuinely are, genuinely are. Um, yeah. and then also have some amazing friends who are very talented with cameras. <laughs> <laughs> that, that helps. Okay. Yeah. So
0: how, where did the, the love or interest in taxidermy start? Cause it is so
1: fascinating. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I've always been into uh, into animals, um, Mm -hmm. documentaries. I've always read about them. And when I was really young, I went to a local natural um, natural history museum that was on a hiking trail. And it was the first time that I saw animals preserved. Um, And you can see bobcats up close. You can see mountain lions up close. And I thought it was so fascinating to be able to see that. Yeah, I went in there and I saw that. And then I discovered, oh, I can collect this stuff myself. Like I didn't even know you can collect preserved animals. And before that, mm. I had just found um, skulls or different animals that would rot, you know, along yes. the way. <laughs> like um, you do. Yeah, like as one does. Oh, and yeah, I always found it to be extremely beautiful um, mm. and inspiring. And um, I loved to be inspired by things around me that I had read about. So that's kind of how it started. And it, it's always been like a side hobby of mine.
0: It's, so when did you do your first
1: taxidermying well i'm not really I, i'm not a taxidermist i actually just collect right. tax. so oh okay um, first time i actually made taxidermy was on the show oh um, really yeah during um my hometown date with ari i was like i've always wanted to make taxidermy um can we do this and they're like yeah <laughs> they're like oh, yes yeah, great um, and um, Bishop's taxidermy was where we had done it and mm-hmm. because I was a creative director that's where I would get all the taxidermy for sets mm. and so I had a good relationship with them and so I was able to use that relationship um, for the shoot and it was, it was really fun oh
0: that's yeah. awesome so what's the I guess what's the biggest misconception that people would have about the world of taxidermy
1: um, <clears throat> I, I think a lot of people see fear in death mm-hmm. um, they Death as like being faced with their own mortality. Yeah. And um, for me, it's more so a way to appreciate life. Mm. And I just see it as the art of nature preserved. So mm. when I'm around taxidermy, I don't think this thing's dead, this thing's deceased. I think, isn't it amazing? Everything that in the world and in the universe and in life that has led to this being, um, this creature being what it is now. So mm. I see it from a very scientific perspective um, and it's extremely beautiful to me. And you can see how things work, and um, I think I just would love if people would see the beauty first, as opposed to something that is you no, know, like nothing's permanent, right? You know, it's permanent in the world. So um, I think it's 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 really humbling to be in the presence of that, and it's also really really beautiful and, and fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's
0: a very, very beautiful way to think about that. I feel like that is just a little bit of shifting your, your mind's focus when you're looking at something like that, because the immediate yeah. reaction is, you know, fear, terror, all of those things. So yeah. it's interesting to try and think of it more in a beautiful sense. Uh, yeah. Do you have a prized piece of taxidermy? Ooh.
1: Um, I have my favorites. Um, okay. I, I king which is my little duckling with me um during filming of the bachelor so he came to paris he came to peru he was everywhere Um, well-traveled well-traveled little duckling and it's so funny because when people would see it in the airport it like unzip my bag you know when they check and they're like
0: Okay. Got it. We yeah. do I mean I think this is allowed. It's not technically no. not allowed, so I was, sure. I
1: was like, can I bring this out of the country and I never never got pulled out. So, well, you know. I mean, it is a it's a stuffed animal.
0: So, yeah. if they're letting other stuffed animals on with children, well, it's technically that. A
1: animal, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so okay, let's talk about just curious a notebook of questions. This is your book that is coming out November
1: 18? Mm-hmm. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. So h- how did this come about? Um, I've been collecting things for as long as I can remember, um, mm-hmm. and questions was one of those things. I would always have a notebook with me in my backpack, mm-hmm. and it really just served as a tool for me to get to know people that much better. I was mm-hmm. really shy when I was a kid, um, so it was able, I used it to kind of start, um, conversations with people and to have fun doing it. Um, I brought it on first dates. I brought it at parties with friends and with family events. So it was just something that I had held near and dear to my heart. It was very personal to me. Um, and I brought it on the show as I normally do when I travel or go to places. And, uh-huh. um, I brought it on one of the episodes with Ari when I was on a date with him mm-hmm. and it just kind of took off. People were really excited about it. And, um, I t- asked Ari if he would ever eat human meat. And that was <laughs> really curious about. So, um, because of that, there was like a demand for the book and a curiosity behind it. Mm-hmm. And I put it off for a while and then COVID hit. And I was like, you know what, this is something that I, I love so much and in a world where people are struggling with connection and mm-hmm. really trying to fight to, um, find a connection in people. Like this is just such a perfect, a p- perfect book for this moment. I mean, it's great to be coming
0: from a a franchise that is about finding love and going through the journey, like the foundation of it is getting to know each other. And so I think a lot of people don't know how to do that necessarily. And it might seem like an easy thing of being like, just ask questions, but that can be very difficult for people to figure out like what to ask, how to ask. So, so how... This book is a book of questions for people to use to get to know other people. How long have you been collecting these questions since you were a child? You said,
1: Um, I think it really started in college when I was thrust into a completely different world as one is when they move to go to school. Um, So you kind of, you're kind of starting over. So I found Mm -hmm. myself wanting to um, meet new people and really take advantage of the relationships that I had along the way. And so it really just started there. And, um, I'm still collecting them. I have 500 plus and um, the book is just like a small percentage, um, of my most favorite ones that I found had started the most really interesting conversations or really expedited my relationships with people that much more. Um, so yeah, these are like my, my top, top 150 questions. Do you have go-to
0: questions that you, um, when you're first getting to know someone, are there like a handful of your go-tos? Oh, what, yeah. would, those, yeah,
1: what would those be? Um, so my favorite one to ask someone when I first meet them is at what age do you, did you learn the most about yourself? Hmm. Yeah. Like way- yeah. Yeah. That's a
0: great question. Uh, what's your answer for that?
1: For me, I mean, it changes all the time, but yeah. my favorite answer for that is when I did go to college, when I did, mm. um, go to a completely different place. I was um, independent for the first time in a new place for the first time. I was also working through a lot of um, what I thought was right and what I thought the world should be was mm-hmm. completely shifted and transformed. And um, I found myself really being so much more malleable in that in that time um, and still try to continue to be. Mm. Um, And yeah, it was just so exciting. And um, so yeah, that was, that that was definitely the time for me. How about you? When was, what age do you think you learned the most by yourself? Honestly, I think I'm a little
0: bit in it right now. I think this whole last year, this whole pandemic year has really shifted a lot of focus um, for myself and a lot of people. So, but I love that a question like that really does change as you grow up so it's like a question that you can ask the same person multiple times and probably get different answers
1: oh yeah and i have and it's you know and it's been it was my my sister it always changes as well so we're twins so even with someone that you think you know from the womb like i know her Mm -hmm. more than anybody i'm so close to her um i still use this book to um to still check in (laughs) in. yeah because people are always shifting
0: Yeah. How did you decide on the questions that you put in the book? Did you like talk to friends, family, get kind of feedback on it? Or were you just like, I'm putting
1: them all in here? Um, I, so I did get a lot of feedback from friends and family. Um, Mm -hmm. and just from using it over years and years, um, the questions that were the most fun to talk about with friends and the ones that really, um, helped me get to know people at a more personal level. Um, yeah. And I, there was like, you know, cutting your babies at the end where there's so many questions that I loved and that I wanted to put in the book, yeah. but um, you know, you have to, you have to choose like which ones. And it was hard for me. Yeah. there's well, so many great ones. It, it lends itself to another book. Exactly, it's the, it's, yeah. I can see this
0: as a whole series. Um, right. So when you come off of a franchise like this, I always find it interesting because you're probably thrown so many things to promote or so many things to, you know, sponsor, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like the, was the book something that just felt the most natural, the most like part of you and what you are interested in?
1: Yeah. I mean, it shapes so much of who I am. So yeah. I feel like it was the most personal thing that I could share with everybody just because, um, it, it was a tool and it still continues to be a tool for me, um, to find out, like to figure out more about who I am and who other people are around me. Um, yeah. and I, I use it all. I mean, I bring it on first dates. Uh, that's been really fun. So I, I thought it was like just like a really fun thing to share with people too.
0: Oh, it's great. Especially with pandemic, with quarantine and with how people have to like date now, it truly is like this sort of, yeah. I need to get to know you. I can't physically hang out with you so much. So this is a great foundational tool for all of that. Um, I had a question about, do you think that being on The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise kind of prepared you for quarantine? Because it feels like you guys are quarantined in that environment.
1: Kind of. I mean, there, there were... There, I definitely wasn't talking to my friends and family when I was on the show, yeah. uh, although I still, have, of course, have contact with them now, um, mm-hmm. just physically being with somebody. Definitely. Um, I quite liked being cut off from the world when we were filming. I, mm. I like, take my phone, please. I don't have to worry about this. So much stress yeah. is fun. Um and with the pandemic, I feel like a lot of people kind of feel that way with, with work, you know, um, mm-hmm. just having almost like a forced vacation, if you can call yeah. it a vacation, but a forced like inner reflection, you know, yeah. there's something so alleviating, uh, there's like the stress kind of dissipates a little bit, um, and replaced with other stress, but at the same time, it's nice to be able to take time or be forced to take time for yourself. Totally.
0: Um, also, I read that you supposedly once drove a car off a ramp and through a moving train.
1: Oh yeah, that was in my uh, that was in my bio. <laughs> is this true? It is true. yeah, it is true. What is this story? Um, it's uh I'm trying to see how how much detail I can go into it. <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk too much about it Um oh. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was kind of just like one of those crazy experiences that I, I was able to do. And, um, I have a friend who was a, uh, what's it called? A, um, not special effects, but when I do like all those crazy things, that gave me a lot of advice with it. And oh, cool. like, yeah, it was just like a really fun experience. And not many people can say they've done that even like professional, uh, yeah. Work. Yeah. I love
0: that the I mean there's so much mystery that shrouds this whole thing because you can't talk yeah, about but, it I'm like now all I want to know is about this <laughs> I was running away from the cops and like you know I, I, have a-
1: <laughs> yeah. I have
0: a- somehow so. it was a weird Thursday who knows yeah. Yeah, Right. Um, okay we're going to take one last break when we get back I have a bunch of questions from Instagram for you so we'll be right back with more not too deep
1: not nah, nah.
0: nah, nah, nah. nah, nah, nah. Not, not too deep. With Grace All right, Kendall, before we get into these Instagram questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest that is on the podcast. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Ooh, cold spaghetti. Mm-hmm.
1: Like as a joke?
0: <laughs> you get to decide the intention in which you throw it.
1: Hmm. Trying to think, maybe my sister. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> get, get it, and she'd laugh. Um, <laughs> she'd probably be pissed a little bit. It's so funny, like picturing doing it to a stranger without any context. It's just yeah. Like
0: In these times, I feel like uh, a situation like that could go real bad
1: real quick. Um, so <laughs> you have a sense of humor, so maybe I yeah. choose like a, a comedian. Maybe Jim Carrey. I think he could oh, get
0: it. that would be great. I would love to see that. Uh, Okay. The other question we ask every guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or close call, but you can only use three words or three small phrases. So for example, mine is college jogging front lawn. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm trying to think. Mine would be... And it can be just a close call situation. Yeah. Close call situation. I'm just trying to think. I'm sure there's been so many of them. I know. These are the things that you either have one immediately or you've repressed it
1: so deeply that it's hard to recall. I must. Um, I'm almost thinking like um first grade cartwheel
0: school. Mm, yeah. Yeah, a gravity is not in your favor there. She's
1: not She's
0: not. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's get into some Instagram questions. Um, before we do, what's uh, what would you say is your favorite uh, platform for social media? Do you have one? Would it be Instagram?
1: I would Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been, I think it's been a platform that I'm the most comfortable using, and mm. uh, I can showcase a lot of my personality on there, and I've met a lot of people through there and have had some great experiences so definitely cool uh yeah.
0: okay well then these questions will be right at home Perfect. uh someone wants to know what is the worst 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 part about being on the show i assume it's being in a bra all day
1: oh i don't i don't i didn't wear bras i don't really wear bras a lot. Good um, for you but, but yes i would i would say the worst 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 part would be um Obviously, bullying, that's something like, you know, after the show, it's one of those things you can't really control. So you have to learn to let it go, but Mm -hmm. not fun. And I think a lot of people that have been like on TV in general experience that. Yeah. So that's (sighs) no fun. Yeah. It must be wild because
0: the, and we've talked to a couple of guests before about just the frenzy of the Bachelor Nation is that you've become part of this like very sacred community almost. And it must be. Yeah. So do you guys all do you all still keep in touch like here and there with the people that you've met through the show? We we definitely
1: do. I would say because of the pandemic, um, we have I haven't been able to physically be with anybody. Right. Um, but I, I was really fortunate to have so many amazing relationships. There's a lot of really great girls in my season. So I definitely still talk to people from there. Um, awesome. And on Paradise, you know, it's you go through such a crazy experience that you, you have something in common with these people that you you know no one else can relate to so um yeah. it's just kind of cool to still share that would you do another season so in order to be on the bachelor uh, you have to be single so it's one of those things uh. where, um, I'm still I'm dating and mm-hmm. i and I want to find somebody so I'm definitely not holding myself off um, yeah. from finding love but I mean I love being on the show it was so great it was, there's only positive that came from it and it's just um it is one of the most honest, like forms of like TV. Like I didn't know it existed. So um, Mm. people can like, it could be such a real experience. And um, I absolutely loved being a part of it. So yeah, I mean, I would not, I wouldn't say no. Would you do any
0: other reality shows? Is there any others that you'd be dying to get on?
1: It just depends what it is. I was like, I was thinking I was like, Amazing Race would be super fun. Oh, you you and your sister doing Amazing Race? Oh yeah. (laughs) So fun. Oh, Great British Baking Show. (gasps) I'm yeah. not sure if be British to do that, but <laughs> I would love to, I mean, I'm not a good baker, I'm just not, but I would love to do that. I mean, Paul improved, you know. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I know. I would never get a handshake from Paul,
0: but that would be okay. <laughs> right, right? <laughs> uh, okay, someone wants to know, uh, what is the strangest animal that you've seen stuffed?
1: And Ooh. is stuffed the right word for a taxidermy? There's so many different ways you can preserve like a living thing. Uh Um, Stuffed is definitely one of them. Um, I would say the most interesting mounts I've seen were in taxidermy um, competitions where they can create their own mounts from pieces of animals that don't. um, That that, the the, the finished product isn't, if that makes sense. So, for instance, um, there was a guy who made like a panda bear. Mm-hmm. out of different like skins and different things um because it's illegal to stuff a panda bear because they are endangered oh. so um i love the creativity with that you know yeah it's so lifelike and real um based off of something that it isn't you know
0: wow
1: i didn't yeah that's
0: very innovative mm-hmm. yeah, very so cool true. uh someone wants to know is the bachelorette as dramatic in real life as it is on tv
1: um. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> it's, it's like everything that you see is genuinely what happens. Um. Of mm-hmm. course, there might not be dramatic music. Um. Right. And, yeah. You don't well, get to hear all the sound cues. Yeah. Heightens yeah, everything, but all the feelings that you see and all the reactions are extremely real and genuine. And um, every tear that I cried was like, a yeah, guy legit was crying. I don't know how to fake yeah. cry. So um, yeah. It's a uh, it there's a lot that you go through emotionally, but it's all definitely worth it regardless of whether it goes like a good or a bad experience, you know, yeah. you're, you did it.
0: I mean, it also seems like it's just exhausting. Like oh, you are, please. yeah. Up all hours and you're on camera having to be yourself all the time yeah. and remind yourself who you are. Yeah, It's well, unpredictable.
1: You know, you just don't know what's going to happen the next day. And I right. um, loved that. Like that was an element that I loved about the show and not a lot of people liked it. I mean, some people, you know, really didn't like not having that control over their lives, but for me, I was like, I surrender to whatever this is. Let's, let's figure it out. Yeah.
0: That feels like the best piece of advice
1: for anyone going on in the future.
0: Uh, Oh, oh, I wanted to ask, what was your, um, meeting Chris Harrison for the first time? Like
1: it was, he's so different than I expected. Really? So like proper together. And he is, he's very, well spoken, but yeah. um, he's hilarious. Like he's funny. He's like, dirty jokes. Like he's just, like, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. He's just like an example of someone who's so comfortable with who they are after mm. doing this over and over again. Um, yeah, he's a he's he's a cool guy. And that must be very
0: reassuring to be in that kind of crazy environment. And then just to have someone that is reliable and comfortable there kind of leading the way. That must have been really nice.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure at this point, there's probably nothing that he hasn't seen. So yeah, you don't feel like you're so alone in an experience when there's people around you who have been through it. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's nice to have that Camaraderie. Camaraderie?
0: Camaraderie. Camaraderie. Yeah. <laughs> uh someone's asking, Bachelorette predictions. Have you been watching the newest season? Ooh, I have. Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts? I was just trying to finish watching the most recent, I guess episode two it was. Mm-hmm. Um, because I haven't I didn't catch episode one, but what are your thoughts on this season?
1: I mean, it, it's definitely so early, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of rumors going out there. Yeah so um I feel like obviously Claire is very into Dale. It's not a surprise. Yeah. I, my hope, it was a lot of bachelorettes in the past. Um, they have been so into one person and mm-hmm. then they switched at the end. So I think it would be interesting if um, she thought it was Dale the entire time and then maybe something happens that changes that. Yeah. Um, my hope is that she leaves room and curiosity for other relationships just because I think people can surprise you
0: Hmm. oh totally yeah that you don't get blinded by a first impression uh yeah. yeah do you watch you must watch the show now with totally different eyes and okay. be able to see like uh and watching from the outside I'm sure
1: is so much easier than being on the inside yeah well you can see people thinking you know mm-hmm. and what was I thinking during this time how was I in the beginning of the show, you, you can tell people are just like, what is happening? And how uh, am I, you know, you're, you're right. like, you know, so you're like, I hope I don't have everything in my teeth. I hope, you know, so right. like, I see people like thinking as they're talking, you know, in the beginning, mm-hmm. it seems like it's so awkward in the beginning.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Everyone, I feel like is trying to get a handle on the control, like controlling mm-hmm. what their narrative, how they are. And that can be so overwhelming. Um, yeah. Someone wants to know what's your favorite kind of cheese. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) I love cheese so much. Oh, Uh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's just great. Oh, I love I love Brie. So there's this um, little corner store in West Hollywood that's like right next to this Italian place called Chironi that has like this awesome little Brie and it's so good.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing.
1: (laughs) Um, Someone asked who from Ari's season is she still super close with? Um, I would say I talked to a few of the girls, um, Becca Martinez. She just had her second baby. I love her. Mm. Um, we haven't caught up in a while just because of COVID and, you know, yeah children during COVID it's difficult um I still talk to Jacqueline she um, is in New York she has a podcast mm. now um Becca who is a bachelorette just moved to Los Angeles so I recently saw her oh, um sweet. Yeah, no I still keep in touch and it's 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 great to be able to um like you know still be able to catch up even in a time that's so difficult right now to you know have connections yeah, with people. yeah. um
0: okay last question what is something you wish viewers would know about the show, but was always edited out?
1: Hmm.
0: Or maybe what's just something you wish viewers knew more about the show?
1: Um, I'm trying to think, I mean, I I just wish people knew that it was completely real, you know, because I think, I think that, and also that, um, we're all just normal people who make mistakes and are still trying to figure out what love is. I think people look at it and they think because you're on a show, you have to be like this perfect archetype of, you know, love mm-hmm. and finding love. And if you make any mistakes, then you're open to be scrutinized where it's like, we're all human. We're all in this together. We're all, yeah. we all want to be loved. Um, yeah. you know, and I, I think like if people can can see that or they can try to relate more to the people that are on there and have yeah. more empathy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That I mean, that must be so interesting because it has become such a well-known franchise that it's almost like this weird entitled ownership of the people that are on the show by the audience. And it's like hunger games almost of like choose your fighter. And then uh, you forget to see them as complex human beings at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, you know, everyone's so different. Everyone's had so many different experiences that leads them to making the decisions that they do. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, yeah, and and I love seeing how each indiv- individual person handles the same experience. You yeah, know, different factors, but um, but yeah, it's a it's a wild ride, and uh, yeah, I think I think I I, I don't know, it's just hard to explain. It's like one of those yeah. things. Oh, it's I mean, and
0: that's why it makes sense that you guys all end up being close to each other after the show because it's such a unique experience that when you're able to talk to someone else that's had that. First-hand experience i'm sure it's like oh we can speak the same language to each other now yeah,
1: you'll have each other's back.
0: yeah. You know? that's Y'all very sweet it. yeah uh kendall this has been so fun before we wrap up completely usually when we do this in person back in you know the before times uh we would give a personalized fortune cookie to thank you for being on the show but oh. we have a virtual fortune cookie for you oh. today if i believe melissa has emailed it to you yes
1: oh my goodness it's so sweet. funny i love this <laughs> uh chicago deep dish sucks anyway oh That's so, so it's, funny it
0: does <laughs> yeah i've had it before it's fine it's i like crust pizza you know <laughs> <laughs> there you go now kendall where can people find you where can they get the book where can they see what you're up to if they don't already know
1: so my instagram is it's kendall Long, and i put everything on there uh basically just like a little you know narration of my life Um, And for the book, um, dot com. So right now I have specialty editions available, but the book launches November 18th. So that's where it like the the book. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Congratulations on everything. Guys, go
0: get this book. It's not only great for dating. It's great for getting to know your friends, your family, the strangers in your life that you might not know that you have a connection with. Um, Thank you again so much, Kendall. This was so fun.
1: Thank you so
0: much, Grace. Yeah, it was fun. I had fun. Uh, we'll <laughs> see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not, Not Too deep. deep. was Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer Melissa D. Montz, edited by Shireen Lani Laniunis, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music.